Hello, welcome to Persuade You, the podcast where I, Stephen, recommend to you, the listener, stuff and things that I think are worth your time and checking out. Hope you guys liked the last episode. Sunglasses are a really big deal for me, as is, you know, protecting yourself in the sun. I think we can get a little uh, lost when it comes to enjoying yourself outside and also making sure that, you know, you have a timer set and stuff. So I know that episode hasn't done as well as uh, some of the other ones, but that's okay. I like to recommend things that aren't uh, just media like we will be doing today. Today will be strictly all media and things that I think are like S tier recommendations. So let's get started. All right. So for this week, I wanted to do something that I've wanted to do for a while. It's going to be music recommendation. We did the lo-fi a while ago and I went over some of uh, my favorite introductions to lo-fi and some of the things that I listen to while I'm studying. But lo-fi isn't the only thing that I listen to when I'm studying or I need to crack down and get some work done. Another thing that really helps me get into the mood of studying while also being something excellent to listen to is a good soundtrack, whether it's to a movie or a video game, a really great soundtrack can not only immerse you in the movie and the video game itself, but it can also put your mind at ease while also allowing you to concentrate. There are some soundtracks which have lots of vocals, a lot of singing and stuff like that. That's all cool, but for me, I prefer just the instrumental version of a soundtrack. Again, this goes back to why I listen to lo-fi. I listen to that because there are no words and my brain isn't trying to either predict what the next word is going to be or trying to figure out what the lyrics mean and so on and so forth. A good soundtrack for me when I'm studying is one that has its lulls, but also can get you super hype and give you that kind of give you that extra boost that you need to you know, go the extra mile and knock out what you need to do. So I got five soundtracks that I think are either my all-time favorites or definitely up there. Now, is this like a top five best soundtracks of all time? No, 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 no. This is my podcast where I recommend things to you that I think are worth checking out. This is not some BuzzFeed, which soundtrack are you? No, this is Steven's favorite soundtracks that he likes to listen to. So let's go and uh, kick off number one. And that is going to be the Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl by Hans Zimmer. Now, what you may think of the movies and the 16 that there are in the series, I'm just joking, there aren't really 16. Please don't take me seriously don't at me uh i personally think number one uh the curse of the black pearl is the best in in the series i think two is also enjoyable but after that it kind of loses its fun and luster in my opinion there are some high moments throughout the series but this isn't a movie review podcast this is i wanted to talk about the soundtrack and i think from the bat like the the moment the soundtrack kicks off with fog is so good it's so good but i didn't care about this soundtrack until i was in sixth grade geography class and my professor professor my teacher would play this soundtrack when we were uh, either doing studying or reading time or we were doing a test and yes we did have study reading time reading time where we could read ahead in the book or we could study or we could do stuff the day or two before a test so this is a a well-known study trick if you listen to something while you're studying 
reading the material and then you listen to it again while you are actually reviewing the material or taking the test, your brain is going to link the two and you'll be able to remember things a lot easier. The same goes for if you're eating something or you're chewing a, a flavor of gum, your brain will do the exact same thing. This is why like if you smell a certain smell like say uh, fresh cut grass um, your mind will immediately jog a memory and it's the very same thing here for me when i listen to this soundtrack not only am i just wowed by the score i think swords crossed is my favorite track on here it's because it starts off very slow and kind of ominous and then as it builds and builds and builds it just whew, chills it is, it is so good at bringing the listener into the action of the movie and it matches it beat for beat. And I think that is, that is really good. So when I think about this soundtrack, I am thinking about studying already because, you know, sixth grade, that is a long time ago. <laughs> and uh, I think this is a really good soundtrack all in all. And again, whatever you think about the movies are irrelevant. Uh, a movie doesn't have to be good or a 10 out of 10 for the soundtrack to be 10 out of 10. And that segues nicely into the second soundtrack that I want to talk about, which is Tron Legacy. Now, what you may think of the movie, again, irrelevant. Personally, I loved the movie. Uh, if you go back and watch the original Tron, it is awful. It is just so bad. Even they did like a remastered version where they go back and um, uh, recolorize a lot of the things that were kind of dull, kind of try and go back over some of the awful CGI. But Tron Legacy was, was really interesting. And this is cool because there are some really strong rumors of a Tron 3 coming out sometime in the near future. Spoilers, uh, if you haven't seen the end of that movie, go ahead and skip I don't know, uh, about 30 seconds. At the end of this movie, one of the constructs gets into the real world. And so that's what the, the sequel is going to be about. And so you'll be able to uh, see the world from her perspective. So that's really cool. So the soundtrack is done by Daft Punk. If you know anything about them, they're a very uh, electronic type music artist, electronic techno kind of stuff like that mixed in with hip hop. And so it has this uh, electronic feel, but with a more modern hip hop twist to it. And it sounds so good, but this soundtrack alone makes this movie. I remember seeing this movie in theaters with a buddy of mine, Mike, and we, we were laughing at a lot of the, uh, a lot of the just craziness of Tron itself, uh, you know, jumping into a computer program and, and living in it and what that would be like. But I remember turning to him and going, dude, this soundtrack is amazing. It is so good. And uh, he and I just laughed because like this soundtrack makes the movie bar none. And uh, I believe for Tron 3, the next one, they are already in talks of getting Daft Punk back. And the few tracks on this that, that really make it for me start with the grid. The Grid is the second track on the album, and it has the voiceover from Jeff Bridges, who's a phenomenal actor in just about everything that he does. And he's also featured prominently in this movie, but he gives you the synopsis in track two. And so basically from there on, you know exactly how the movie's gonna go, and the the music undertones build and build and build and build. And the track is only like a minute 30 long. It's, it's very short, and it gives you the synopsis. It, builds it basically tells you what's going on and this is this is the world and then it just goes and it is all hype from there but then there are two other tracks and personally they're my favorite moments in the movie and basically you have end of line and derezzed and then a little earlier there's the game has changed and all of these 
not only all of the title tracks are named for exactly the certain point in the in the movie that line up with that and you kind of know exactly where this is going they're not named independently from the movie and so you know what's happening based on that and in end of line and derezzed both of these occur as our main character is going into uh, like a nightclub type of scene within the grid, within the computer program. And our main character runs into a one of a very fun side character who's acted by Michael Sheen, who many of you may recognize from numerous different things. For me, recently, I've seen him in Good Omens, which is the uh, Neil Gaiman turned TV show book to movie, or book to TV show, sorry. And uh, he's phenomenal. And you actually get to see Daft Punk in this scene. They are the DJs for the club. And so that's really cool. It gives you a fun little nod to, you know, the composers of this soundtrack. And again, this is a 10 out of 10 soundtrack, in my opinion. Uh, one that uh, is full of hype moments, but also calm, chill, and then uh, an excellent outro, which leads into hopefully the sequel. The next one on the list is a video game soundtrack, video games, I guess, plural. This one is... This is a one that is full of nostalgia, but also I think is one of the most well-known soundtracks in all of video game history to the point where if you ask any gamer, any person that was gaming in ever, 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 uh, I think just about every gamer could tell you that this is probably on their list of best soundtracks of all time. And that's the Halo 1 and 2 soundtracks. Now, I only want to talk about the first one. That's the one that is most well-known, in my opinion. The one that set the bar about as high as it can go. And just all in all is just banger after banger. The Just the opening theme to Halo, everybody knows. Everybody knows it's been memed over and over again. It's been dubbed over. Like, there are so many variations of this soundtrack because it means so much to so many people. Halo in and of itself was a revolutionary game. It's why so many people are so hyped for the next Xbox release because of Halo Infinite. Now the the soundtrack is written by Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore and just ugh so good because the, the just the opening theme from the choir just the the just the voices set the tone for what is going to be one crazy ride. You know it's going to be very sci-fi. You know it's going to be very action-packed. You can feel it in the score. It It's kind of, um, it's a little eerie when you hear it and this just the opening uh, title and menu screen, it just it just circles back around to where you could just listen to it on repeat and you could you could almost visually see the game in your head if you've played it enough times and you hear the score. Truth and Reconciliation is the second track on this album and is arguably one of the better known, but I think um I think the best known version of this was done by a YouTuber, Dunkey, and he goes over all the Halo video games and I expect to see one for Halo Infinite to cap off every single one, but he he goes over and he's a very uh, comedic YouTuber and so he went back and played the game and so he talks about like the different plot points and stuff like that, but it's all done in jest. And he <laughs> 
he he does he does the the song for truth and reconciliation at near the end of the first video and so this video is a few old <laughs> this video is a few years old but it is still as good as it was if you skip to four minutes and 23 seconds i will of course have it time stamped in the show notes below um so you can go check that out but he he does the soundtrack and me and my friends just randomly in our chats when we're playing destiny we'll just just randomly start doing it because it's it's just it's it is hilarious and beautiful and fantastic this is just another soundtrack that sets the tone for the entire video game and i think video games over time have gotten more and more respect as being these cinematic masterpieces for what they are but i don't think the scores get enough credit and this is one of those times where not only did the game get all the hype, but so did the soundtrack, and deservedly so. Bungie, 343, and Microsoft made something extremely special when they created Halo. Halo's become a staple for the Xbox ecosystem, and arguably will be the main point coming up next week when, or this week, when it comes to talking about their next system and their first party games. Halo is Xbox. It is known to be just linked, and then that's how you know them because of how incredible the game was. The soundtrack is the same. The soundtrack makes this video game feel immersive. It makes you feel like you are, <laughs> it really makes you feel like you're the Spartan. But not only that, because there are moments where there is there is no talking from any of the characters and it's just the visuals and the score and chills. Uh, literal chills when you're when you're going through this game there are moments where you're uh you know you're going you're going into a new area so you're just driving the warthog so you can just hear the just the engine rev revving but you're just driving uh because you need to get to the next location and so the score is subtly being played in the background and then it starts to pick up and pick up and pick up as you break through into the new area and all the enemies start spawning and coming at you and chasing you down or dodging your bullets or your grenades and all these other things and it just it just ramps up and you're just like ah i gotta get into this and that's the kind of thing that sometimes you need when it comes to studying or when it comes to needing to crack down and focus you need you need that extra burst of energy and the uh, the soundtrack for Halo is that exact thing. It will get you right down into what you need to be doing without distracting from the wider world or any of the lyrics. Now, this next one is one you guys have already heard me uh, ran rave about before, but it comes in two parts. And I think both of them are equally phenomenal. And I think both of them have their place in studying or hyping you up, depending on which one you want to go with. Um, Daniel Pemberton did the instrumentals for this soundtrack, and that's for Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, the, the soundtrack for this is so good with very heavy on the uh, hip hop with also the subtle, like glitchy kind of sounds to indicate a lot of the times of when a new character is being introduced into the movie and coming through the Spider-Verse. When the uh, collider is turned on, you have this huge, huge orchestral rise and it is, it's phenomenal. But on top of that, you also have like Miles has his own individual score. Gwen has like this punk rock score. You have all of these 
characters that have their individual sounds and it makes for such a great movie when you can have those undertones but then also have uh, the other soundtrack which is one that more people know of and that's with the uh, various artists uh, that came together to combine on this album for the the vocals and so you also have like you'll have the the instrumentals in the background that are just going through the theme of the movie and playing out for the scenes and that's all fantastic but then when you combine that with you know piece people like uh juice world or post malone and sway lee or uh lil wayne you got you got so many fantastic artists that combined on this to make it such a great movie and of course like the movie in and of itself is a visual masterpiece but on top of that to get all these artists to jump on and then daniel pemberton's score for every single moment every single hype moment but then like the serious undertones for certain parts in the movie is so moving because it's it's not like a jarring moment that pulls you out if anything it pulls you more into the movie just based on the intro like the the very first score like the moment you turn this movie on you know you're in for something special and it's because of the score there's no audio not for a minute at, at least at least two minutes into the movie until we actually get the audio you get the the visual like the cinematics that tell you that something kind of funky is going on and then it just it just hits hard and then we instantly get you know the one and only spider-man where we see spider-man who is at the peak of his game you know he's been at this for years we see some flashbacks to um some things that he's done uh in various movies we see some things that he's not so proud of in various movies but all of this is over the top of the the soundtrack that just just hits every single time over and over and over again and like you could listen to the soundtrack on repeat and you will never ever get tired of it the vocal soundtrack alone i have probably about six of these songs just in my workout playlist because when they come on i'm just like all right got it let's go and then you you just you can't help but get pumped up when listening to it and that's another thing where i'm really looking forward to the sequel and the spin-off you know we're getting an into the spider-verse 2 which is supposed to come out in 2022 that wasn't supposed to rhyme um but then we're also getting a spin-off which is supposed to have spider gwen silk and spider woman and they're gonna have their own movie as well and so we have both of these things going on simultaneously and i really hope that pemberton gets to work on both of them because this movie wasn't supposed to be as good as it was. It was like 10 out of 10. It's it's my number one hero movie because it does something that no other movie did. It let a lot of the artists just have free reign with whatever they wanted to do. And Sony was just like, yeah, look, go, go do whatever you want. Like this is supposed to be different. It's supposed to not be, um, we're not doing live action. This is all going to be animated. And so that in and of itself crushed Pixar when they won all, all their Oscars and Academy Awards and all that stuff. When they just crushed Pixar, which is like the first time that's happened since 2006, if I remember correctly. But then you have the soundtrack and not only are the instrumentals phenomenal because it's just like when, when there's no acting, when there's no characters that are saying anything or when they're like when they're running like you have early 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 in this movie where miles is way in over his head and you have him like enter the boss fight when he hasn't like leveled up properly and so he jumps into the boss fight he ain't ready and so you see him panic and the score takes over for that and so you feel that like you feel your adrenaline pumping and you feel like oh man i gotta get out of here and then he leaves and he starts running and you know then he starts getting chased and so you have miles's theme and then 
then you have the Prowler's theme, both of them combining on the same score on the same track. And so you have both of those overlaid along with like the different ways that uh, he he increases the pitch. And then so like you have him jumping over cars or, um, you know, trying to dodge a train and you have like all of these things hitting moment after moment after moment. And, and then like when he gets out of there, like you feel the score, it kind of brings you back down. And so you're able to relax. And it's that that makes it special. But I think my, my favorite moment within the entire the entire soundtrack is is the visual stunning stunningness uh, I, don't, I don't i don't know um in the script and I'll, I'll try and find the video and link it but in the script you have when miles comes into his own and he dons the black suit and he's holding on to the side of the glass building and in the script it says Miles jumps off the building and he takes his leap, but as he's falling on the screen, we see him rising up the screen. We see him rising to the occasion to become Spider-Man. And that was just written in words. We see him like he's falling down the building, but on screen, we see him rising up the screen. And that's all that was written. And so when Miles jumps off, when he when he takes the leap of faith, he's still scared. And so the glass sticks to his fingers. And so when he jumps off, the glass shatters and you see bits and pieces falling away from his hands and he's rising up the screen. And the score for this, the score alone just gives me chills just just describing it right now is one of those moments where like i can see it in my mind and it was one of those hype moments where we all saw it in the trailer but so many people were like ah, is this going to be as good as it is and yes 10 out of 10 soundtracks both the instrumental and the vocal soundtracks were both so good and i think i think that's going to do it for this week i don't think i could recommend anything else uh, that I uh, that I think is better than any of these. There are some soundtracks that could get some like notable exceptions. For example, like Lord of the Rings has a very notable soundtrack. One of those ones that you hear it, you know it instantly. Um, Game of Thrones also has a very a very good soundtrack where uh, you hear it and you know exactly where it's from. But for me. I think the ones that I chose in this list are ones that are unique, ones that um, broke ground when it came to just the sound and how they fit with the story. And then ones that that without needing to watch the movie, you kind of know exactly what's happening. And I think to be able to tell a story strictly through instruments is something inherently special to composers or conductors that are able to do that in and of itself. I think that's also done extremely well with the Harry Potter soundtracks for each one of those. And it's why they are one of those ones where you can go, maybe not right now, because, you know, pandemic, but you can go and a lot of places will have an orchestra live and they will play the soundtrack to the entire movie while you're watching it. And so that that is so cool to be sitting in the audience and watching watching the soundtrack come to life. And so Harry Potter uh, holds a special place in my heart for that, but I don't think it detracts from any of the other recommendations here. So with that, all the links will be in the show notes below. I'll make sure I link multiple different versions of the soundtracks to uh, whether or not, you know, you have YouTube or uh, Spotify or Apple Music. If you need further links, go ahead and shoot me a DM or um, at me on Twitter. I'll edit the show notes there, but I'll uh, see you next time. Okay, bye.